I'm stressed, I'm depressed, I'm shittily dressed. I'm Terry, and this is terrifying. Warning, this podcast will discuss graphic material. Okay, so before we get into today's topic, I just want to say thank you to everybody who's been listening. And also, one of my favorite podcasts ever followed me, and they also commented on one of my posts, and I'm still starstruck from it, so uh, shout out Caleb from uh, Horror Soup, because you know, wow. So today on Terrifying, we're going to be talking about listener tales, and we're also going to go into some West Virginia urban legends. The first listener tale that we're going to get into is from my friend Zach. He's more like a brother to me than a friend, and I believe him because he's never lied to me before. In 2015, me and my son's mother started to study Wicca. We studied with a group of people at my house on the weekends as something new to do and just to learn about. I ended up receiving a Ouija board to test it out and see what all the talk was about. I can't remember how I got it, but boy did it work. After me and a group of friends decided to open it up, one of the biggest rules of the board was not to let the oracle touch any surface of your home. It has to remain on the board. But I don't think the rules were followed. A couple weeks went by and things started to be noticed. Like things were flying off the table in my kitchen while all the people that were in my house were next to me on the couch. The kind of spirits that was in the house was not kind ones. They fed off negative energy. That's how they become more powerful. My roommates, my son's mother, and myself fell off as soon as we'd walk into the house. It literally felt like something that weighed 1,000 pounds was sitting on us. I don't have sleep paralysis. I went and got checked for it, so this is where it gets good. Me and my son's mother were asleep in my room, and I could feel that I had just woke up, but I couldn't move. I couldn't talk, and I couldn't see, much less know, if my son's mother were awake. We faced the opposite directions that night when we fell asleep. So about five minutes went by and I felt a tingling weird feeling go up my leg from my ankle and I was pulled about half a foot to a whole foot towards the end of my bed. I managed to be able to raise my upper body up and look towards the front of the foot of my bed and I saw it. A tall pitch black shadow figure of a person standing at the foot of my bed. It ran out of my room making the trash bag in my floor make the sound that they do when they flap open. It pretty much went through the curtain, and another one was at my son's mother's side of the bed, and it went in the bathroom and disappeared. Little did I know that my son's mother was awake the whole time. I had no clue, and the first thing she asked in a panicked, shaky voice was, Zach, did you see that? I had a handprint bruise around my ankle, and she had two full handprint bruises on the backs of both her thighs. It was enough to make me uncomfortable, so I wanted to leave and not come back. Spirits are real, folks. Ghosts are a real thing. They are here. They are a force that should not be played with. They're just, they're not toys. I learned to respect them after this encounter. The baby mama of mine is another that went through this with me. She'll back it up 100%. Hope y'all enjoyed. To sum it up, it's not long, but this entity fed off negative energy and could amplify people's anger or any other emotion as well. After we sedged the house and blessed it, the feelings of uneasiness went away. 
Things stopped moving and going across the room. I was so glad for that. It's insane. Okay, I just want to point out, he did not call her a baby mama. I did that because I didn't know she wanted her name said. And I'm sorry if that offended her. I know both of them. They're so sweet. The second listener tell that we're going to get into is from my friend Paige. She uh, was in band with me, and she plays a mean trumpet, and she's just all around a good person. She messaged me and said, girl, I have a few ghost stories about my house in Bancroft. And she said, okay, well, the house was the first house in Bancroft, so it's over 100 years old. My grandparents lived there while I was growing up, so this first story is the one I heard from my mom. For some reason, that house is not on certain company maps as a house, like at the cable company, even though there's always been cable there. One day, my grandma was watching TV in the master bedroom, and all of a sudden, the TV went black, and then red, with her full name scrolling across the screen. We also had an L-shaped staircase and a dresser sitting in the hallway across from the top of the stairs. There was an empty pop can sitting on it. My cat was in my room with me, and my mom's cat was in her room with her. We both heard the can fall off the dresser, slowly fall down each step, and it was going so slow it should have had enough momentum to keep going down the stairs, but it rolled around to the landing and then slowly rolled down to the next set of stairs and hit the door. My ex-stepsister lived with us for about a year, and we had to share a room. We were fighting one night, as usual, and then she left to stay at a friend's house. I was laying in bed, just talking shit about her. I can't remember if it was to myself or to my friends, but either way, her perfume came flying off the dresser at me when it was at the back and behind a lot of other stuff. She also said that there's also a woman in white that would sit at the end of the bed in the master bedroom and stare at you, but she never saw it. The next two stories actually come from me. The first one is about a shadow man that walks through my best friend's yard at 3 a.m. Me and my best friend, we always hang out and we go to Taco Bell and stuff at the early hours of the morning or late hours of the night, however you want to look at it. But every day at 3 a.m., a tall shadowy figure carrying like a hobo bag like on the stick with a little knapsack wrapped around it, walks through her yard. He doesn't bother us, he has a blank face, and he just walks through the yard. We've never tried to, you know, get his attention or anything, because that's supposed to be a no-no. But every morning, 3 a.m., it never fails. The shadow man walks through her yard. She's also seen a shadow figure with one of her friends, but... It wasn't the one that we usually see. It was someone different. He had glowing red eyes, and she said that he was terrifying. The next story is from whenever we went to my sister's ex-best friend's house and played with a Ouija board. We all sat around the table, and we were playing with it, but I made sure that everybody followed the rules. As we were doing it, we kept getting, like different things to happen like the planchette would move or like the candles would flicker but nothing really big but his house was supposedly haunted anyway and that's why we went to that one there's a ghost there named uh loving lake ghost bitch and she would throw clothes hangers or she would slam the door or like she would knock things down so whenever we played with the squeegee board we were with we were asking her stuff but we weren't really getting any answers and then 
we asked if she could give us a sign. And I'm not kidding when I say that the candles lowered all the way down to the wick. The front door opened and slammed. And then the candle shot back up. We were terrified and we all said goodbye. This story is actually a West Virginia urban legend. It's said in 1970 that there were two girls who decided to hitchhike. They were students at West Virginia University. They disappeared and soon after their bodies were found. They had been decapitated and they were found months later. Many people think that they were picked up downtown after a movie. Their bodies were found on an old mining road near Fairmont, West Virginia. Even though the bodies were found, their heads weren't. Their murderer admitted his crimes years later, but authorities never stopped looking for their heads. Now people in the Cheat Lake area say they hear growling and screaming in the nearby woods where the girls are looking for their heads. Most car wrecks in the area are blamed for their ghostly figures running through the woods in search of their missing heads. A lot of people are probably going to give me crap for not talking about Mothman in this episode because Mothman is probably one of the most famous things from West Virginia. Mothman, pepperoni rolls, and uh, Tootie's Biscuit World. So, don't worry, Mothman's coming up in a future episode. He'll actually be next Saturday. Me and my best friend are going to do that. And I'm pretty excited to have a co-host for once. Maybe the episodes will be longer. But I hope you keep listening. And I have an Instagram now, terrifying underscore podcast. And if you guys have any more stories, you can message me. And also, um, I don't know who the 5% in Ireland listening to me is, but uh, thank you. But I hope you keep listening because this is going to be terrifying.